0: So find us at DailyBreadMoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Good morning. This is Johanna, your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 5th of December and the 22nd of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha, our portion from the Torah, is called Vayeshev. Which means he settled. And today we're going to start by reading from Bereshit, that's Genesis 37, verses 23 through 36. Let's begin by blessing God and thanking him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation. To his people Israel and to all peoples through his son, Yeshua the Messiah, our master. So as soon as Yosef came up to his brothers, they stripped Yosef of his tunic, the long sleeved tunic that he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty with no water in it. Then they sat down to eat bread. When they looked up, behold, there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilad, with their camels carrying gum, balsam, and myrrh, going to bring them down to Egypt. Then Yehuda said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not lay our hands on him, since he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers listened to him. When some men, Midianite merchants, passed by, they dragged Yosef up and out of the pit, and they sold Yosef to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they brought Yosef to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Yosef was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. Then he returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone, and I, where should I go? So they took Yosef's tunic, slaughtered a billy goat, and they dipped the tunic into the blood. Then they sent the long-sleeved tunic, and it was brought to their father, and they said, "'We found this. Do you recognize whether or not it is your son's tunic?' He did recognize it, and said, "'My son's tunic. An evil animal has devoured him. Yosef must be torn to pieces.' Yaakov tore his clothing and put on sackcloth and mourned for his son many days. All his sons got up, along with all his daughters, to console him, but he refused to be comforted. He said, For I will go down to Sheol to my son, mourning. So his father kept weeping for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him into Egypt to Potiphar, an official of Pharaoh, the commander of the bodyguards. That was Genesis thirty-seven, twenty-three through thirty six. Today's portion from the prophets is first Samuel twelve. Then Shmuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have listened to your voice in all you said to me, and have set a king over you. Now here is the king who will go before you, while I am old and gray. Also, here are my sons with you. I have gone before you from my youth to this day. Here I am. Witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken, or whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I defrauded, or whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I taken a bribe to look the other way? I will restore it to you. They replied, You haven't defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from anyone's hand. Then he said to them, The Lord is then a witness against you, and his anointed is a witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand. He is a witness, they they replied. Then Shmuel said to the people, It is the Lord who appointed Moshe and Aaron, and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. So now, stand still, so that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did for you and your fathers. When Yaakov entered Egypt, and your fathers cried out to the Lord, then the Lord sent Moshe and Aaron who brought your fathers out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, so he gave them over into the hand of Sisera, captain of the army of Hatzor, into the hand of the Pleshtim, and into the hand of the king of Moab, who fought against them. So they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have, no, have worshipped the baalim and the Ashtarot. But now, deliver us from the hand of our enemies, and we will worship you. Then the Lord sent jehuval Badan, Yiftach, and Shmuel, and delivered you from the hand of your enemies on every side so that you might live securely. But when you saw Nahash, king of the Ammonites, marching against you, you said to me, No, but a king must reign over us, even though the Lord your God is your king. Now therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen and whom you have asked for, and behold, the Lord has set him as king over you. If you fear the Lord and worship him and listen to his voice and do not rebel against the command of the Lord, then both you, as well as the king who reigns over you, will be following the Lord your God. But if you do not listen to the voice of the Lord and rebel against the command of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and against your father's. Now stand by and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest season today? I will call to the Lord that he may send thunder and rain. Then you will know and see that your wickedness is great which you have done in the sight of the Lord by asking for yourselves a king. So Shmuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. Then all the people greatly feared the Lord and Shmuel. And all the people said to Shmuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God that we would not die, for we have added to all our sins this evil by asking for ourselves a king. Shmuel said to the people, Fear not, indeed you have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. But worship the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn aside to go after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are futile. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it is pleased to the Lord to make you a people to himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. Yet I will keep instructing you in the good and straight way. Only fear the Lord and worship him in truth with all your heart, considering how magnificently he has dealt with you. But if you persist in acting wickedly, you will be swept away, both you and your king. That was 1 Samuel chapter 12. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 52. For the music director, a contemplative song of David, when Doeg, the Edomite, came and reported to Shaul, telling him, David went to Achimelech's house. Why do you brag about evil, mighty man? God's loving kindness is every day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, working deceit. Your love, You love evil instead of good, lying rather than speaking right, Selah. You love only devouring words, treacherous tongue. God will pull you down forever and snatch you, rip you out of your tent and uproot you from the land of the living, Selah. Then the righteous will see and fear and laugh at him. Here is the man who did not make God his stronghold. Instead, he trusted in his great riches and was strong in his evil desire. But I, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's loving kindness forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. I will hope in your name for it is good in the presence of your Kedoshim. That was Psalm 52. Our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Mark 9, verse 1 through 29. Yeshua was telling them, Amen, I tell you, there are some standing here who will never taste death until they see the kingdom of God come with power. After six days, Yeshua takes with him Kepha and Yaakov and Yohanan, and brings them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiant and brilliantly white, whiter than any launderer on earth could bleach them. Then Eliyahu appeared to them with Moshe, and they were talking with Yeshua. Kepha responds to Yeshua, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three Sukkot, one for you and one for Moshe and one for Eliyahu. He didn't know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud came, overshadowing them, and out of the cloud came a voice, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Yeshua. As they were coming down from the mountain, Yeshua ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man rose up from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, discussing among themselves what it is to rise up from the dead. And they questioned him, saying, Why do the Torah scholars say that Eliyahu must come first? Now he told them, Indeed, Eliyahu comes first, he restores all things. And how is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be treated with contempt? I tell you that Eliyahu has come, and they did to him whatever they wanted, just as it is written about him. When they came to the disciples, they saw a big crowd around them and the Torah scholars arguing with them. Suddenly, When the whole crowd saw Yeshua, they were amazed and began running to greet him. He questioned them, What are you arguing about with them? And a man from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a spirit that makes him mute. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes stiff. I told your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. And answering them, he said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to Yeshua. When the spirit saw him, immediately it threw the boy into convulsion. The boy fell to the ground and began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Yeshua asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? Since he was a child, the man said, "It has often thrown him into fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion and help us. If you can, Yeshua said to him, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. When Yeshua saw that a crowd was gathering fast, he rebuked the unclean spirit, telling it, I command you, deaf and mute spirit, come out of him and do not ever enter him again. After howling and shaking the boy wildly, it came out. The boy became so much like a corpse that many were saying, He's dead. But Yeshua took him by the hand and lifted him up. And the boy stood up. After Yeshua came into the house, his disciples began questioning him in private. Why couldn't we drive it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot come out except by prayer. That was Mark 9, verse 1 through 29, and it concludes our readings for this episode. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading 1 Corinthians 11 today as well. I pray that the Word of God has been an encouragement and a strength to you today, and that you've been able to hear God speaking to your heart as you listen to His Word. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time.